0: the New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Welcome to the show today. And let's invite our guest, Joey Murray. He is a co-founder and partner at Wealth Without Wall Street, an online community that seeks to re-educate business owners and families on how money truly works. Wall Street is not just a street in New York. New York that puts Americans' money at risk, but is also a commonly taught mindset. Wealth Without Wall Street exists to help people who want to become financially free without ever having to invest through Wall Street or becoming debt-free first. Welcome to the show, Joey.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people hear Wall Street and they think, oh, New York, people in suits, frenetically running around. But you are here to sort of dispel that Wall Street is the only place to really make your money or, or go to for it. So tell us a little bit about what you do and how you ended up there.
1: Well, I mean, think about it for just a second. Why is Wall Street the default when someone thinks about investing? Right? I mean, it's it's just literally ingrained in us that in order to retire, quote unquote, which is also a myth that we'll we can possibly get into if you want to. In order to possibly retire, I have to give money over to someone else to manage on my behalf for 30 to 40 years and hope that at some point there's enough money trickling back my way that I don't run out of money before I die. Literally, that is the strategy that we have all accepted as the truth. Why is that, Flavia? Why why do you think people have made this their goal in life?
0: Well, I think you're right. It's, uh, as a society, we sort of set out certain expectations about what you do, you know, when you reach that stage where you're adulting, how you organize yourself, whether you're wanting to purchase a home versus stay a renter forever, you know, do you need a college degree? There's all these things that people sort of take for granted just because it's the way society has gone for so long. But I think right now is a time where everybody is reevaluating all of our societal norms, and figuring out which ones need a revamp, which ones make sense to just keep as, as the way we accept things are. And I, you're doing this in the world of finance. You know, how are the ways that you're doing that?
1: Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, the biggest thing is we're trying to wake people up. right? There's nothing in this world that works well when you abdicate it to somebody else right? Think about like giving your kids over to somebody else and saying, Hey, I hope it all turns out right. No, you're going to, you're going to actually raise those children to the best of your ability, but you're going to be actively involved in your own health. You can't abdicate that to somebody else, but yet people have literally given up control of their finances because they've been told, ah, this is too, this is too much for you, right? You're not smart enough to manage your own money. You have to put it in this long-term vehicle that you can't touch or get access to because it's better for you. Like literally, there's no truth to this, but we've bought it hook, line, and sinker. And so, what we've what we've really set out to do is to say, let's challenge that for a second. What is it that you really want in life? And if it comes down to I want more freedom with my time, then maybe that requires you to take control of your finances to create more passive income than you have monthly expenses. Because until then, and this is just, I mean, if you're driving down the road, you're running on the treadmill, whatever it is, this is a super, super simple formula. But I want you to think about the massive response to this, that if if this were to happen, what would happen? If your passive income exceeded... Your monthly expenses. The money was coming into your mailbox that you weren't physically going to work for every single day. And it was enough to pay all of your bills. What would you do with your time? And I'll tell you this: in our process, when we help people through this process, the very first thing we do is we ask people about their own vision of financial freedom. Because as I ask you that, Flavia, you would have really one certain vision of what that looks like. And yet mine would look totally different. And that's because we have different resources. We have different ideas of what our life should look like, what the world needs. and But yet we are not freed up to do those things if we are constantly having to trade our time for money. Our calendar is someone else's calendar. Literally, if you, if you had all of your expenses paid right now and you looked at your calendar for next week, what would you put in those boxes? I just call them blocks, right? You, put, you block your calendar off for things, but for 40 to potentially 60 hours a week right now, someone else has blocked your calendar with the things that they require of you. And, and so uh, what we exist to do is help people to put what they want on that calendar with the people that they want to spend that time with. And we can go into a whole lot more about what that process looks like, but it begins with a vision of what financial freedom looks like so that then we can change what we're doing to get there.
0: It's so sad because a lot of people work their whole life and then by the time they retire, because they hadn't really done that thinking all the way through their working life, they sort of reached that retirement age. Now they have enough assets, as you said, and some like long-term investment that they weren't even allowed to really touch without penalties until they retired. And they sort of slump in their seat and they're like, I don't actually know what I like to do anymore. And it's a very real thing that people who retire sometimes go through a big depression, almost like a a crisis of identity because that job became who they were. They didn't really, and and they waited so long to have that freedom to do things that even the things they always thought they'd want to do, maybe now their knees hurt too much to do all that gardening. They just would have loved to spend time doing their whole life or they thought they'd love fishing, but now it's just no longer feasible because they can't live near that lake that they loved or whatever it is because they want to be near kids. Or It could be a lot of different stories that were all unique. But I think the people who retire sometimes face this question and it's almost homework they should have done way earlier in life, way earlier.
1: hundred percent. In fact, uh, Flavia, what I would challenge... If you're listening to this right now, what I would challenge you to do is to say, what are you dreaming about right now? Like, what is it that, have you, have you given yourself the liberty to dream? Because I believe at some point from the time we're kids to the time that we are in our 30s, 40s, 50s, we lose the ability to dream because we've just defaulted to the world's kind of scripting and we've just accepted. And, and here's what I would say. We have learned to put up with a lot of things and just accept them as the norm. When what we should be doing is saying, wait a minute, I want to, and I told you before the show, I have five daughters. I I have five daughters that I want to invest in. I want them to grow up knowing that their dad was 100% backing them up all the time, that I was present at the things that were valuable to them. Like I want to be a part of their education process, not to allow like the state to be the one to educate my kids 100%. I want to have impact and influence in their lives because guess what? When they're adults, I can't go back and get those times back. And so what did that do? That forces me to say, well, how am I going to have the freedom of that time to be able to do that? I have to create some other Form of passive income that doesn't require me to be present. And it starts to dictate to me if I'm going to invest in something, it has to have these certain aspects. And we call that like your investor buy box, right? Only want to invest in things that create this sort of outcome because what's important to me is time with my daughters and my wife, right? I want to be able to travel, I want to be able to impact the world. And and so these things are so important to me. I'm going to change what I do with my money. And so if you don't have that vision clear and you don't have your why that's strong enough, then you'll never make the changes necessary with where you're parking your money and then what you're subsequently investing in. Because if you'd asked me in 2010, when I was just starting to make this kind of switch in my brain, what kind of things you could invest in for passive income, you realize I would have had very little to tell you because I had shut that part of my brain off. For years, I was in the mortgage business and I was working in a corporate job. And all I knew was to put money in a 401k, and IRAs and 529 plans for my kid's college and all these things, all the alphabet soup, if you want to call it. That's all I knew. Put money in those things and hope it works out. But if someone came in and said, "Man, Flavia has got this awesome deal in Birmingham that she wants to she needs an investor for," I'd be like, "Oh, well, that's for somebody else, because I don't invest in things like that. I don't have the money. And the reason why was because I was constantly siphoning money off, out of my control, into someone else's control, and I never felt like I had access to cash. That was the big aha for me is I had to start getting access to cash to invest in the things that would create the outcomes that I wanted.
0: It's it's really too bad. It's a shame we don't have better financial literacy classes for all students. Let's say part of our required public education at the you know K through 12, it would be fantastic if not only were math and writing and other things requirements, but some basic level of financial literacy. But on the flip side, I know and you know that if a class were to be formed at the high school level, it would teach kids about financial literacy, it probably would follow those traditional formulas of here's credit card debt bad, (laughs) Uh, 401k good, IRA, look, another tax strategy, like very just kind of the basics, because it is sort of hard to get to those more advanced, more, I guess, sophisticated might be the word ways to invest and to lead your financial life. So it is very hard for people to get that education at any level. And you really have to either do some reading or or join the right groups for coaching or masterminding. One of the first well-known books that kind of put this out into the world was the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book. Again, the author has since then become sort of a political figure and controversial in some ways. So, and I'm not advocating for everything he does, but that first book that he published and wrote I do think was great because it kicked off a conversation and it made that conversation something that people were talking about during cocktail hour or just among friends and among family members too. And it brought up the question of, is it really the best idea to just sort of work away 40 hour weeks at one job and hope they don't fire you and squirrel money away into a retirement account that someone else manages? I mean, is that really the best way to do this? And I love that you are making us all think about it again too.
1: Well, I, th- I think it really is, at the very least, just think, right? Don't just default and and just assume that whatever you've been doing is the right thing. Unless the outcomes that you are wanting are happening, you have to question, you have to challenge it. I think the the other part of what we do in our process, Flavia, is we, we first of all, give the formula, right, to freedom. We give you the opportunity to dream again, like create that vision. And then from there, it's just as simple as, okay, where am I going to park cash? And what am I going to do with capital in order to get to those goals? And so let's say, for instance, like people ask me all the time, "Well, Joey, why wouldn't you put money in a 401k? Your, your employer is even matching it. Isn't that like 100% return? Isn't that like free money? Why would I turn down free money? And I would just, I'd just say this, let me ask you a question how long is it before you want to be financially free and let's just say this is somebody that's 30 years old i don't know i'm just the average people that we work with are late 20s to early 50s and this is just who who tend to to work with us and they say so let's say they're 30 years old and they want to be financially free in the next 5 years so you're going to be 35 let's say how much of the money that you're putting into 401k can you use to get to your financial freedom goals if you put it there? The answer is zero, right? Zero percent. So how much money would you want to put in there if it was a thousand percent return that you could not access to become financially free in the next five years? At the end of the day, the return doesn't matter. It's the actual use of the the financial instrument, the tool to get you to your goal. If the tool no longer gets you there, It doesn't matter what the rate of return is. And so it's not for me to tell you that 401ks are bad. And for somebody, it's a great tool. But for the person who wants to be financially free at age 35, it is a useless tool because it will never be, it won't be accessible until they're 59 and a half. They've well past, blown past their goals. And so we start to think differently about where we put capital. And then we walk people through a process we call the investor DNA where you take your own profile, your personality profile, how you see the world, how God has gifted you to look at investments and look at the world and then say, this is the type of passive income stream that would align with me the most. If you get really clear on that, it gives you all the confidence in the world to pursue whatever that stream is and to get there as fast as possible.
0: So what are some of the common mistakes that you see people make? And I mean, beyond just following the, the typical convention of, hey, open up your 401k, try to get matching if you can, maybe do a Roth IRA or an IRA, all the things that are very common that I'm sure when you see people, that's like the first thing you're like, look, it's, that's not the only way. That might be where you need to deviate and do something different. But what are some other mistakes that you see people make other than that retirement planning?
1: A couple, couple of things, one will be more specific and one will be more kind of conceptual, okay? So the first is people think all debt is bad and they just, they pour money into paying off debt as fast as they can because they think that there's freedom on the other side. And, and I'll give you an example. There was a guy that we were helping early on and he, he was a, a dentist, and he had been in dentistry for probably six years and had made it a goal that he was gonna pay off his student loans as fast as possible. So in those six years, he was able to pay off, it was like half a million dollars of student loan debt. And by all accounts, everybody looking from the outside in says, man, that's a big accomplishment, like good for you. You put you know all this money every single month every single year to your discipline and you paid off this big expense. But whenever we started walking him through this process, he started getting sick to his stomach. And he was like, wait a minute, my student loan debt was only at like 2%. He was only paying 2%. And it was a really long term that he could have paid that thing off over the rest of his life if he wanted to. It's a very long term that he had obtained. But instead... of focusing on creating passive income, he started focusing on paying off that 2% debt. And when he looked up, like I said, six years later, he realized if he, he did the math, he said, if I had taken the hundreds of thousands of dollars that I paid extra every single year and invested in even something as simple as a turnkey real estate property or a multifamily syndication, or you you name it, there's a million different passive income ideas out there. If I had just started to build those things, I would be much closer to financial freedom because here's what he realized. Yes, I no longer have the monthly payment on that student loan. So my monthly expenses are lower, but he's still 0% of the way to financial freedom. And why is that? Because he's never created the first passive income it's coming in the door. And remember, the formula is simple. What percentage of your passive income is of your monthly expenses? If you have $0 of passive income, you're 0% of the way there, no matter what the monthly expenses are, because you cannot pay off the cost of living. I'll say that again, you can't pay off the cost of living. So whether you have zero debt, or you have a good bit of debt every month that's going out the door, you have to be focused on the opposite side of that equation, and that's passive income. And so that's one thing I see that holds people up is focusing on paying off debt when it's not always necessary. And then the second thing is they don't invest in themselves, right? They don't find out what sort of investor they are. So they invest in everything and they get nowhere. It's kind of like going an inch deep in 10 different directions. You never get anywhere. Or... You invest in things that you never should have gotten involved in because they really don't align with who you are. And then the last thing is, if you constantly just abdicate and give your money over to somebody else without being educated in those ways, that is a formula for disaster. Either you're going to make huge mistakes, you're going to lose money, you're going to get, you're going to go backwards in your financial career, you know, journey. Um, but those are the two major things that I see. And I just encourage people to do the math, to get clear on their goal and to to figure out their passive income versus monthly expenses numbers, and then be educated. Like the fact that you're listening to this podcast right now is huge. You are being educated. You are in a sense being mentored by all the people that Flavia brings on the show. And that's huge. But you gotta take it um, to the depth Of knowledge, become the best investor that you can be so that you can get the results that you really want.
0: Joey, that is all amazing advice. And I know people listening are thinking, how do I get more Joey? And to hear not just the what I've been doing wrong, but you know, what I should do from here and what's next for me if I want to be on the path to passive income versus just kind of following the normal conventions that generally don't do it for people other than maybe providing a little bit of a retirement cushion at the end, but it's really not the way to achieve it any faster. Where would they reach you? How would they get in connection with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, we do have a podcast, Wealth Without Wall Street. I'm happy to... If you love listening to podcasts, you'll love listening to our show as well. But for those who have joined us here on your show, Flavia, you can go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash lifestyle solopreneur. And on there, you'll see you can take our financial freedom analyzer quiz. It'll just tell you in just a few questions where you stand in that journey. You can book a free 15-minute call with someone from our team to help begin the process if you want to. And lastly, uh, we have two levels of masterminds that people join to become the best investor to be around other people who are like-minded because the most lonely place for someone to be is when they're thinking about financial freedom and everyone around them in their circles, their social circles or work circles, whatever, do not understand what they're talking about. That's a really lonely place to be. So we created two masterminds that you can apply for one of those on that website as well. But happy to connect um, at any of those places.
0: So just to say that website again, it's www.wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash lifestyle solopreneur. Joey, it has been amazing to chat with you today. You've been inspiring and motivating and all of us need to hear this message over and over again, because again, staying on track and uh, making our goals not only tangible to us so that we can stay focused on them, but achievable and making our way there. It's so important in life. So thanks for all that you do.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. I love being on like-minded people's podcasts. So thank you so much for the opportunity.